Hello and welcome back to Quant Training and here's, uh, here's another podcast from Adam, that's me. And I'm Tim. Hello Tim. Hello Adam. So what are we talking about today Tim? Today I mean I do talking. know. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say today, obviously we record lots of these in one day don't we? Yeah. Well, it's like those game shows, isn't it? They, they try to give the impression that they're on different days, but it's always yeah. the same audience. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why they're always laughing. Yeah. So. Um, My so, sister won, <laughs> won uh, the Price is Right about 15 years ago. Did she? Was that with Leslie Crowther? Uh, I can't remember. I don't think it was. No. He was Phil Linnett's father-in-law. Phil Linnett? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Tin Lizzie. Which brings us neatly on to um, the stakeholder management topic that today's podcast is going to be about. Absolutely, stakeholders. So... Uh, well, should we? I mean, everyone knows what stakeholders. I feel we we shouldn't even say it. I think you should. Everyone, I you can be guaranteed when people turn up to project management course, the one thing they know already know the answer to is what is a stakeholder. So it's become this kind of ubiquitous word, and everyone talks about it. And I, I've become to loathe this word actually, stakeholder, because it's just it's become like a businessy jargony buzzword that that has become. This is the most riled I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> very cross about this. You weren't, you weren't too unhappy with disbenefit, what stakeholder you really hate. Yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. So, uh, I don't just know. Tw- just a twist and I I'm going to leave what, it. What if is, you want to define it at some point, I'm going to leave it. I think they know. If you don't know, you need to go away and find out. Go and do some research, tap it in the internet. <laughs> what is a stakeholder? Because we're not going to tell you. <laughs> you're not going to tell <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> Because you're an amateur. Well, I'm, if, I'm a professional. If you feel like popping in at some point, you do that. So uh, we've got to describe stakeholder management processes <laughs> without telling you what a stakeholder is. <laughs> and then explain why it's important uh, to manage the stakeholders' expectations. So um, let's have a look. Should we go, should we go through the, the process, Tim? Yeah. So what is the process? Well, the first step is to identify your stakeholders, and probably the most important part of that is to agree, first of all, what stakeholder means. <laughs> it's someone with an interest in the project. Okay, fair enough. All right, there um, we go. So, yeah, so in terms of identifying the stakeholders, there are lots of different methods that might be employed here. Um, you might use uh, PESL, that was covered in the Environment Project Context uh, podcast, so political, economic, social, technical, legal, ecological. Um, there may well be a checklist for the organisation and from previous similar projects. Um, Just maybe, workshops? Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of different methods. And so, um, and it's kind of a chicken and the egg, really, because uh, you need to invite stakeholders in in order to work out more stakeholders. Yes. Um, but once you work out your stakeholders to begin with, you may well have quite a large list that you then start to filter. Um, it's then importantly that you're trying to work out how you're going to engage them. Um, and so trying to estimate their influence and interest is the next step mm. and so the influence will be the effect that they may have on the projects yeah, how powerful they are yeah and the interest will be the effect the project has on them I like that. um and so in this it's there's not an exact science for this you know you can quite accurately work out somebody's influence you'd have thought but then the interest you may well think it might be low medium high sometimes you can get it wrong um, and so trying to get people to actually back up their assessment. It's quite easy, I think, to work out how interesting someone is. I mean, it might be quite clear. Uh, alternatively, you can always ask them, how interested are you in my project? And they go, not really. You're brilliant. <laughs> um, I'll cross, cross you off my communication. Yeah. But, 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 but influence is tricky. You can't, I mean, have you ever asked someone how influential or powerful? That would be a great question. How powerful are you? Very. No, I wasn't asking you. <laughs> 
So, I don't know, seven? Um, seven four? out of 2,000. <laughs> 18? Um, so anyway, um, coming up to an agreement with that, um, about that, and, and, and it's quite important to have a proper categorization in as much as you can because that's going to determine um, how frequently you're going to communicate with the stakeholders, who's going to be doing it, and in what format. Hmm. Um, so coming up then with a communications plan, which is going to answer those questions I just alluded to. So who are the stakeholders? Who should communicate with them? Um, what information do we need to give to them? What information do we need to get from them? Um, how, so in what format ought this communication to take place? And so should it be face-to-face -face meetings? Can it be non-participative, so just being uh, an email or a post or whatever? You can um, participate in email, can you? Can you? Yeah, you by by pressing reply. I know you've never replied to an email <laughs> that I've sent you, but you <laughs> try when you get home. Oh, I've just got yours filtered. Um, <laughs> but but the appropriateness of um, of the message. So you may well just be using email and other um, other formats um, for people that you just want to inform, and yet other people that you want to win out win over. Um, you need to go for something which is much more participative, um, and then. Um, exact your plan so engage and influence the stakeholders and for this to have any meaning really um, you ought to have an estimate about currently what the level of support is hmm. and what you wish their target level of support to be and evidence that you've got there so feedback is an important part of this process uh, and that can be quite difficult because people don't wear their heart on the sleeve you know you ask them are you supportive and they say yes um, and then really they're not um, so you're looking to see what evidence there is of their support and bearing in mind that there will be some stakeholders that initially might be positive, others may well be negative, others may just be ambivalent. And you've got to be realistic in terms of what your target's going to be. There might be some people, the best you can hope for is ambivalence. Um, so you can't possibly like, win over like absolutely me. everybody. <laughs> in any project. <laughs> or just in, in any part of Even life. Even if I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, So having it targeted, because one of the most common failings in projects is poor communication. And that's not so much lack of communication sometimes it's misdirected where you can just be sent too much information and so after a while then you just stop listening yes um, and, so trying to filter the communication as much as you can the, the sort of level of i mean some people just want high level overviews other people need the detail um people have different expectations i mean the one thing you can guarantee everyone complains about on a project or in any organization is communication and it's such a broad word that, that, that you need to break it down and work out what is it they're unhappy about it's quite a long word as well yeah, yeah, in the scheme of things. Yeah. It's the biggest word I know. 13. 13. Yeah. Did you just add that up? I did. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> Impressive. So it's, these, these podcasts provide education at so many levels. Um, so yeah, so um, one of the things with, or one of the things you ought to be getting out of communication really is that it's a way in many ways of mitigating risks to the achievement of your benefits. Um, because the benefit is only a benefit if felt as being so by one or more stakeholders. Um, so the fact that something is meant to be beneficial to people, they're not necessarily just going to pick that up instinctively. And so you need to sell the project. Um, so who ought to be doing this, Adam? So is this something that the project manager should be doing exclusively? Sorry, what bit, Tim? <laughs> well, you're not listening at that point. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> so who should actually execute the, um, the communications plan? Who should be doing the stakeholder communication in the project? Well, the, the project managers can be responsible for doing the analysis and uh, communicate, pulling the communications plan together and everything. Uh, but as we talked about, pretty much everything on a project is uh, participative. That's, that's, that's a, a word? long word. Yes. How many also has. <laughs>
Um, so 13 letters really <laughs> okay so <laughs> we found your talent at last <laughs> you can instantly estimate the number of letters in a long word well it's so, only after 10 yeah I, th- I think like like all these things it's not that, that you're you're doing absolutely everything and having to sit in a darkened room thinking about who the stakeholders are how you're going to communicate with them but but uh, you are responsible for ensuring that it happens so might the sponsor have yeah, well, I, I think, as you said, so for every stakeholder, you need to work out how frequently you're going to communicate with them, what information they require, etc., why you're communicating with them, the purpose of your communication. And uh, certainly with s- certain um, stakeholders, the sponsor is going to be the best person to speak to them. So yeah. kind of key external stakeholders, really, um, assuming the sponsor is some level of seniority in the organisation, then people, you know, who require someone senior to speak with them <laughs> well what one of the responsibilities of the sponsor is to be um, an advocate for the project and this is one of the ways in which that can be manifested yeah. so liaising in particular with stakeholders that regarded to be of a high degree of influence and a high degree yes. of interest yes or having a high degree of interest all right so i mean quite a nice topic in the exam i think probably if that that comes up it's a fairly straightforward process identify yeah. them assess them for their uh, level of influence and interest, uh, drop a communications plan, and then off the back of that, go and uh, engage and influence yeah, them. Yeah, and, and it's quite it's quite instinctive. Um, but I think with it, this this um, this topic, it's one of the more important of the topics. I've got a feeling I say that for all of them. Um, it's quite easy to understand, um, and it's quite easy to do, but oftentimes it isn't done all that well. Uh, in the exam or in uh, no, in just real generally, life. yeah, just yeah, generally yeah, projects absolutely. because yeah. Poor communication is, uh, is often regarded as being uh, the most common failing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yes. <laughs> Good. You were, you were sent to that point. Well, I, was, I thought maybe we could talk a little more about uh, other common uh, project causes of project failure. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think we should. <laughs> I think we'll save it for another podcast, if well, indeed we ever talk about oh, it. I'm on edge now. Thanks, Tim. Okay, thank you, Adam. Bye-bye.